You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I'm Gordy. The Gordy. Pregnant pause after that. Yeah, for the <laughs> so that we can absorb the implications. Guys. What? I am about to revolutionize buying books. Buying them. Do tell. With this new procedure that I've developed for myself over my vacation. Yes. <clears throat> it's very simple. All you have to do is go inside of a used bookstore, walk yourself back to their science fiction slash fantasy section, and just peruse Mm -hmm. the shelf until you see a book that is in a series you've never heard of and pick up book three. Specifically the third book. Yeah, and then leave the store with it after paying for it. Okay. Why, Why the third book? Because using this method, I have purchased my favorite book I've ever heard of, and I haven't even read it yet, though I am looking oh. forward to reading it. Have you, have you, you, you have not started it, is what you're saying? No, I merely opened the jacket to read the summary, and then looked at the very top of the beginning of the book, and I said, sold, give me this book, sir, <laughs> to the clerk. Okay. Tell, tell us about the third book. In whatever series. So this book I've picked up is called Fool's Fate. It is book three of, of the Tawny Man series trilogy. Cool. Cool. Oh, it's the conclusion to a trilogy. It, Carmen, not only is it the conclusion to a trilogy, it's the conclusion to the third trilogy in a sequence. Okay. So wait, what? So it's a double I looked trilogy. Up on Wikipedia. Yeah. This is the third trilogy and the third book in the third trilogy. Oh, I see. By this okay. author named Robin Hobb. I am aware of Robin Hobb. I am. You've not. heard of them. I've heard the. I've she, heard the name. She has a number of pseudonyms. This is but one of them. Can do okay. you have others on hand? Uh, I don't have them on hand. I can get them real quick though. Just give me the Wikipedia page, please. Thank you, Google. Uh, her real name is Margaret Astrid Lindholm Ogden. That's a yeah. lot of names to choose from when you're picking pseudonyms. Um, but also goes by the pen names Robin Hobb and Megan Lindholm. I feel like I've heard Megan Lindholm before. Perhaps. I thought you were going to say Margaret Atwood was her <laughs> real name. So do you want to hear a little bit about this book? Um, yes. Yeah. Because I would course. like to read to you the section that, that sold me so vigorously just upon picking it up. Yeah. Let's Let's hear it. <clears throat> So the jacket explains that Fool's Fate is about assassin, spy, and skill master, fit chivalry farseer. Okay, alright. You you had me at skill master, (laughs) just as a a general, just master of skills. And skill master is capitalized. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. Can you give me that name again? Fitz chivalry farseer. Fitz chivalry. Fitz chivalry. Like Fitzwilliam. Yeah, but, but chivalry. Yeah, but chivalry. Okay, and far seer, as in looks looks far away. Indeed, needs reading glasses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Fitz chivalry far seer, now known only as man at arms Tom Badgerlock. How do you get yeah. from one name to another there? <laughs> how, how do, what what journey does the name Fitz chivalry? <laughs> Listen, Robin Hobb is a woman who clearly understands pseudonyms. Yeah, because she had, what, four names and none of them landed in either of her pseudonyms, so... (laughs) Uh, Tom Badgerlock has become firmly ensconced in the Queen's Court at Buckkeep. Yep. Cool. And this... Okay. uh, So we get a little tired when it comes to naming places, huh? 
<laughs> I mean, so much effort w- was put into Fitz Chivalry Farseer and then Tom Badgerlock. And then. I want to adopt a new pet just to name it Fitch Chivalry. <laughs> which is one of the more irresponsible reasons to adopt a pet. Uh, only a few are aware of his fabled, tangled past and the sacrifices he made to survive it. And fewer know of his possession of the skill magic. Skill again capitalized. I want to know what skill magic is. That sounds like a fascinating magic system. Uh, with Prince Dutiful, which is his name. Dutiful yeah. is capitalized. We've read folktales. I know how this goes. Uh, his assassin mentor, Shade, but spelled C-H-A-D-E. Yeah. Wait, and C-H-A-D-E. But I assume it's Shade. Because he is an assassin mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless we want to go Chad. I do kind of like Chad the assassin <laughs> I... mentor to Fitch Civilry. I'm very comfortable going Chad. Uh, and the simple-minded yet strongly skilled Thick. I don't know anything about Thick. So, thick. So oh, good. Thick is a name. Thick is a so name. Powerful. There are a lot of powerful names here of people. Uh, places still need some some help. Um, how do we feel about renaming that character Chado? <laughs> Chado. I <Yeah>. like that. There's <laughs> a, a compromise between the two <laughs> options. Fitz Chivalry strives to aid the prince on a quest that could ultimately secure peace between the six duchies and the out islands and win dutiful the hand of the Narcheska Eliania. Mm-hmm. I assume the Narcheska Eliania is a person and or real doll. I assume. Um, given as a prize for him existing as a male character. For the Narcheska has set the prince on an unfathomable task, to behead a dragon trapped in ice, the legendary ice fire, fire spelt like the festival. That seems pretty fathomable. Like, I <laughs> can fathom that task. Shrek did it. Or was tasked with doing it, anyway. If Shrek can with, fathom a thing, it's with fathomable. fathoming? To, to behead a dragon trapped in ice. No. Was that, was that what Shrek was asked to do, was to fathom? To fathom a dragon. To, I guess, to I guess fathom so, the yeah. ending of a dragon. And make it happen. <laughs> now, there is an archaic use of the word fathom that is uh, out of out of use these days. But it, and what is that? Embrace. Hmm. So it is possible that that is an unembraceable task. <clears throat> Perhaps. Uh, yet, not all of the clans of the Out Islands support the prince's efforts to behead their legendary defender. Hmm. Are there darker forces at work behind the Narcheska's imperious demand? I sure hope so. I like that we're pulling out the, like, $10 words for this uh, jacket summary. Uh, As the prince and his coterie set sail, Fitzchivalry works behind the scenes, playing nursemaid to the ailing thick while striving to strengthen their skill, ultimately bringing his unacknowledged daughter into the web of the skill magic, where the truth must finally unfold. So I can't wait to find out what the fuck any of that is about. Yeah, please, I, I I do want a book report. Uh, maybe we can do a book report as a bonus episode, because we are um, a little behind on those. Sure. <laughs> um, I do want to tell you, again, like, I, I read that, and I was like, all right, I'm interested. So I flipped it open to chapter one, and okay. I just want to read you the first things that I read on this fucking page. Is it is it the first sentence of the book, or is it just what you happened to see first? It's, no, it's just, it's the top of the page. It's like what comes after chapter one. It's the title of chapter one. I see. So after reading all that, I flipped the book open, and what I read was Chapter 1, Lizards. (laughs) Yep. And I closed the book, and I purchased the book. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. That's, That's a sale well made, I feel. My biggest problem with this book is that it's kitten season. (laughs) <laughs> and I keep getting messages from various groups and emails from folk saying, hey, do you want a kitten? Mm-hmm. And there's always a part of me that does in fact want a kitten. Yeah, it's a tough question to answer. But now I have a stable of names that <laughs> I really like. <laughs> and it's a lot harder not to say yes to ten kittens 
so I can use all of the names that you just read. <laughs> Come and get your kibble, Tom Badgerlock. <laughs> Come, Fitzsivory. Come, Thick. It's, it's chow time. Um, before we move on, because apparently we have a very short story this week. Uh, you, you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I imagine it is batshit, so I imagine that it sure. will generate its own um, sure i mean based on the title you fucking gave me i can't imagine that it's terribly short but i'll go with what you're what you're saying um but because i bought this book i then scoured the shelf for the other parts of the series obviously who wouldn't um but unfortunately at this used bookstore they only had book two of the tawny man trilogy uh and i want to read you a little bit from that one too Oh, yeah, please. So let me go grab that real quick. Couldn't find number one, huh? That one. You don't need that one. It's like when you you watch The Office or something. You can just uh, skip the first season. You can do that for for big book series. Yeah, you just just skip that. Most things, actually. Skip the first book, first season, first movie of a series. Almost always bad. Uh, So book two... In the Tawny Man se- trilogy. Uh, it's called Golden Fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have fool in the title. Don't know why yet. And what was the third one called again? Uh, Fool's Fate. Fool's Fate. And Golden Fool. So I assume that Fitz Chivalry is the fool of some kind. Like a tarot card. Perhaps fool. an arcana. Yeah. yeah. Presumably. Uh, so this one, the, the jacket begins. Prince Dutiful has been rescued from his uh, piebald kidnappers, and the court has resumed its normal rhythms. But for chivalry farseer, a return to isolation is impossible. Though gutted by the loss of his wolf bond mate Night Eyes, Fitz must take up residency at Buckkeep and resume his tasks as Shade's apprenticed assassin. Posing as Tom Badgerlock, bodyguard to Lord Golden, chivalry becomes the eyes and ears behind the walls, and with his old mentor failing visibly... Fitz is forced to take on more burdens as he attempts to guide a kingdom straying closer to civil strife each day. Wolf Bond? Wolf Bond, mate, Night Eyes. I desperately need book one. <laughs> are, are you going to go ahead and read book two? Or yeah, three? I, yeah, of course. I'm going to read every book by Robin Hobb now. <laughs> There's three trilogies. Yeah, this sounds like a, I a need real them. trip. <laughs> like you get all of all of fantasy tropes in these, all of them. <laughs> it's a one stop tro- stop er, one stop shop for fantasy tropes. Wolf Bond mate Night Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter one lizards. <laughs> yeah, this author sounds rad. <laughs> so. <laughs> really this has been an advertisement for Robin Hop's books but I do think it would be a good method for finding new authors to just go pick a random third book in a trilogy because I mean, it clearly worked out for me and see and see what um just what you can get there just what you've been missing all this time I definitely recognize the name Robin Hobb in sort of the quintessential fantasy book font <laughs> There are a shitload of these. Yes. <laughs> a lot of stuff, which I know they say not to judge a book by its cover. These do look <laughs> like the most generic fantasy book covers <laughs> I've ever seen. But clearly not from what you just what you just read out. I'm familiar with the title of the Farseer trilogy. Yeah. Okay. I've not read it. But you've seen it somewhere. That sounds very familiar. Let's get that complete works. Yeah, I had to I had to physically restrain myself from just going onto the internet and purchasing all of these books before I've even read one of them. The three fool ones. The every every book in the like each trilogy. Oh, I see. So so the fool the <laughs> Like fool I would ones... feel <laughs> I purchased two of these used. I would feel really foolish if I bought nine books before I read even one of them. Sure. Sure. I have witnessed you doing far more foolish things. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, 
What are we reading this week that isn't a book by Robin Hobb? Um, so, uh, thanks to one of our frequent flyers in the suggestion menu, um, we might have Dalnois' male American um, reincarnation. Oh. Ooh. I hate that. It's a lot Gee. shorter. Yeah. You say? Times times change and what percentage of title to narrative is there uh it's a, a it's a pretty long title so i think a lot of so the Noah's titles have all been fairly snappy um yeah i think in in this the Noah's second life um we kept a lot of the weird and some of the uh decision making process but we mm-hmm. did uh shrink down word count quite a bit um I don't know if like modern, more modern tellings just require, you know, how nowadays chapters are expected to be shorter in books than they were in yeah. the Tolkien times, etc. This is if Delnois pitched to Quibi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was a note of pure distress I just heard. Uh, I've just <laughs> never really thought about those words in that sequence before. <laughs> Gordy was ready to live the rest of his natural days never hearing Quibi again, but I am here to ruin that. <laughs> that even, sweet dream. <laughs> not even mad about Quibi, per se. <laughs> it was just a very visceral response you had. <laughs> um, Alright, so what we're reading today, thanks to Kid My Chaos, mm-hmm. is the story of Jason Squiff... And why he had a popcorn hat, popcorn mittens, and popcorn shoes. Yep. So I, I like would like to know. And why did he? I feel like we're kind of still in theme with uh, with your tangent there, Tyler. <laughs> we got a pretty great name, Jason Yeah, what is Squiff. Jason Squiff's uh, wolf bond mate Jason named? Squiff. <laughs> Um, Jason, Jason Squiff is a joke name that this writer put in because they thought, like, I'll definitely think of something better later. Uh, no, Jason Squiff stuck. as a name is actually pretty pivotal to the plot. Oh, well, all right. What do I know? Uh, so this is written by Carl Sandberg. Um, and do we know when it's from? It's uh, 19, 1922 is when this was published. Okay. Um, Carl Sandberg lived from 1878 to 1967. Uh, he's an American poet, historian, novelist, balladeer, and folklorist. Balladeer? You don't see that on a, um, yeah. a Chiron that often. <laughs> the um, lower third. Yeah. So this is from uh, 1922. This is an American tale. Um, originally published in Rutabaga Stories, where Rutabaga spelled w-o-o-t-a-b-a-g-a which uh google docs did not like um sure is that is say that again is that phonetic yeah it's a phonetic spelling of rutabaga the correct spelling is r-u-t-a-b-a-g-a what is wrong with the regular spelling uh the spelling of the book rutabaga tales is r-o-o-t so they could copyright it. Um, and uh, source from wikisource.org. And once again, uh, sure. just so that you know who to point fingers at, Kid My Chaos brought this <laughs> to us. And also, now I know this fellow's name and the titles of all of his other stories are just as batshit. So oh <laughs> we, have, we have a new well to dig. <laughs> Uh, Kid My Chaos continuing to live up to their name as well. Yes. Indeed. So, are you two ready? I suppose so. I, I, yes, I suppose I must be. (laughs) I've talked about Tom Badgerlock enough for one day. Well, now you get to hear about Jason Squiff. It's a fair trade. (laughs) Um, so Jason Squiff was a cistern cleaner. Cisterns okay. being the thing that very, gets you water very in upsetting. The yep, that's his job. Oh, c- cistern. Yeah, yeah. Cistern is not the same as 
I don't think it's where the poop goes. What's the, what's the sewer one that you bury in your yard out of shame? Septic. Septic. Septic tank. That's what I thought of. Yeah, that's what I thought of first. I looked it up just to be sure. It's like it's supposed to be where you get water. Um, yeah. And he has greenish yellowish hair. Good just to know. Just because that's greenish, like something like a chlorine issue. I Are we guess talking so. about like a like a corn stalk? Like a corn stalk? Yeah. Like oh, the, a stalk. The cob. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> probably the color. Uh, if you looked down a cistern where he was lifting buckets of slush and mud, you could find him in the dark by the light of his greenish yellowish hair. So he's a super saiyan. I suppose yes. It does seem to glow. Or have lights in it. Like, maybe he's just got, like, those little fairy lights woven within it. (laughs) Sometimes the buckets would tip over and spill on his head, which would cover his hair. And then it was hard to tell where he was. This is not as relevant as you would think it is, given the amount of time spent on it. (laughs) Just setting the scene, but not in a way that matters. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um... So hopefully you're you're beginning to see the Dolnwanian connection. Yeah, why are we stalking this kid who's just splashing around having a good time? One day, Jason Squiff came to the Bimber house and knocked on the door. The Bimber house. <laughs> yeah, this is like if Dolnwan met you, Tyler, at a time when you were very tired mm-hmm. and just kind of blithering and blathering on <laughs> and wrote down every name for later use. Because I've heard words like this come out of your mouth <laughs> at the bimber house jason squarf met with headmaster portal chortle <laughs> uh so jason that's that's, so, that that's the jk rowling process <laughs> that's harry potter yeah J- jason squiff and portal chortle chortles cumberbund <laughs> The newest Hogwarts installment, set 30 years later. Uh, So he asked Mrs. Bimber, who is Blixie Bimber's mother. Of course. Just so that you're all oriented, you know who we're talking about. Mm -hmm. If he understood correctly that she had sent for him to clean the cistern in the backyard. I guess it's good to check before you just kind of start scrubbing someone's cistern. And get half up front. Yep. So Mrs. Bimber says, yep, you understand. And you're as welcome as the flowers that bloom in the spring, tra-la-la. Is that good? To be, to be flowers that, to be flowers that bloom in the spring, you mean? I, I assume that's pretty welcome. Always cheers me up when that happens. <clears throat> also, what state of uh, dress or undress is... Blixie Blimber's mom right now. Um. Because she did end her sentence with tra-la-la. And that does make me think of Captain Underpants. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, apparently this is just like a normal punctuation to speech, at least for initial conversations. Because, uh, he responds, then I will go to work and clean the cistern, tra-la-la. Uh, and... Like this. Yeah. Um, and Carl Sandberg does want you to know that he is speaking to Mrs. Bimber when he says this, in case you had forgotten. Not to you, the audience. Yeah. He doesn't know you're there. Yeah, audience. this is. there's like an invisible wall between you and Jason Squiff. So, I don't like... Imagine a wall is... that you can't see, audience. What were you yeah. saying, Cordy? I don't like that this writer's name is... Carl Sandberg. What is your uh what is your umbrage with that? Cause it's not a very fairy tale kind of name. It does sound like he should be a comedian in the modern day. Yeah. Perhaps that's why his characters are so fanciful. To overcompensate. Do you think? Well, you could probably go up on stage and perform this and have like a like an Eddie Izzard sort of stylistic <laughs> comedic approach. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy, tra-la-la, he said further, running his excellent fingers through his greenish-yellowish hair, which was shining brightly. 
does do like do the fingers when he brings the fingers out are they covered in like a viscous goo now <laughs> unclear but they are excellent in case you've you were wondering the, the about, fingers are yeah the quality of the fingers is in fact excellent I think Donna's like trip through the afterlife to be reincarnated as Carl Sandberg took some interesting turns. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you mention psyche in this story, Carmen, I swear to God, <laughs> that, that will be the last straw, and maybe the first straw as well. <laughs> he began cleaning, and Blixie Blimber came into the yard, and she looked down into the cistern. Mm-hmm. In case you're curious, if you want to head hop over to Blixie Bimber's point of view. I would love to. At first. What is is in that head? Not a lot. Uh, At first, it's all dark down there. But as she kept looking. (laughs) She's splashing around. She saw something greenish yellowish. Oh, like you mentioned before. Yeah. She watched it and it became clear that it was Jason Squiff's head and hair. So this oh, popcorn God. hat, tell me more about that. We're not there yet. And the mittens? You sit down. And the, uh... This is a reincarnation of Delnois. You'll be lucky if you get it within the episode. Uh, so she knew the cistern was being cleaned. And that Jason Squiff was on the job. Yes! Yes, he is! <laughs> check and check. Got it. <laughs> yeah. You think there was, like, a word count minimum that had to be hit? (laughs) Carmen, not only was there a word count minimum, but there was, like, it had to be the same words over and over. Like, you had to hit the words cistern a certain number of times before you were allowed to call it a book. Hey, hey Gordy, is this bringing you Zerus editing flashbacks? (laughs) Oh, now it is. Like, you put in the keyword and the blog title, and you send it to people who don't give a shit, who are paid pennies <laughs> per word, to just, like, head desk their keyboard a few times, and copy-paste yeah. the uh, the keyword in the requisite number of times to get the percentage, and then you get back this garbledy goop that says nothing and means nothing and is <laughs> barely legible. And you have to and turn it. Very no one quickly is going to read anyway. Yeah, yeah. You either turn it quickly into a blog, or you shrug because your boss is yelling at you, and and put forth the word salad until the client yells. Yeah, that's what this is. Some dark flashbacks. <laughs> so she sings "Tra La La," and she goes back into the house to tell her mom that Jason Squiff is on the job. I know. I hired him. You don't have to tell me again. Tra La La. Tra-la-la, as we say. Don't want to get shot. What? What? (laughs) Gotta say tra-la-la at the end. Or there's a gun to our heads. Oh. Just off screen. Yeah, okay. (laughs) You don't want to look behind the curtain. Carl Sandburg is enforcing his creative vision. (laughs) So Jason Squiff got the last bucket full of slush and mud out of the cistern, and then he's where out of the cistern. You know where he's working. Why is he down there? Well, he's working. He's on the job. Doing what? He's uh, removing buckets of slush and mud, and his hair uh, glows or shines. If you look hard enough, you'll see him down there. Where? In the cistern. What's he doing down there? He's cleaning stuff. Tra la la. Uh, so you see something shining at the bottom of the cistern, and he reaches down and grabs it. This was a gold... <laughs> I'm losing my mind right now, because what? I expected him to, like, pull it up, and it was him. <laughs> he just pulled his own hair up. Yeah. There's just another one of him. And it's just infinite Jason Squiffs down in infinite cisterns forever. <laughs> Some just black mirror shit. <laughs> Some Twilight Zone nightmare that you've created there. Either that or all this like muck is just making him bald. And he picked up his own <laughs> hair that fell out. Nah, it's not hair. Silly Billy. It's a gold buckskin wincher. What the fuck is that? <laughs> um, unclear from a Google search. I'm 
thinking context glue. You know, like a bolo tie. I'm familiar. Like the little metal thing that you put the ties through. That's as best as I can guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is what this is. And what's it called again? A gold buckskin wincher. And wincher is spelled W-H-I-N-C-H-E-R. And when I put that into Google, it gave me a lot of results for Winchester and didn't even offer the, did you want to look at wincher? It was like, no. <laughs> no, you searched the wrong thing and you want to learn about <laughs> Winchester. <laughs> and I, I am not... Uh, entertaining your bullshit today. <laughs> yeah, Google started without any fucks to give today. <laughs> um, Google decided you're feeling lucky for you. <laughs> because I don't want to search any more than this. We're going to talk about rifles, and if you would like to take that as a threat, you're welcome to. <laughs> Love, Google. Um, so it is the, the gold buckskin wincher that Blixie Bimber had lost from the gold chain around her neck the week before when she was looking down into the cistern to see what she could see, which apparently is just what Blixie Bimber does on the reg for, like, personal entertainment, is just peer into a cistern. And was Jason Squarf down there at the time? I do not believe that he was on the job, which is why it was such a noteworthy thing to troll a lot to her mom about. Sure, because otherwise it would have hit him in the head and he would have found it much sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This um, all makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and head like the concept of head hopping and not to do it hasn't really been invented, so our uh, point of view is just all over the fucking place in the story. Um, so it's the exact same gold buckskin wincher, and it's shining and glittering like a sign of happiness. It's Great. It's luck, he said, wiping his fingers on his greenish-yellowish hair, and then he put it in his vest pocket and spoke to himself again. It's luck. Uh-huh. Is Jason Squatch okay? <laughs> no one is okay here. <laughs> Who's Jason Squancho? <laughs> Jason Squanchy's not okay, and he's going to make sure that no one else is either by the end of hearing this tale. So a little after six that night, he stepped into his house, and he greeted his wife and daughter, and they just started laughing at him. Wait, who, what, what? He goes home, he goes home to his wife and daughter, and he says hello, and they just start laughing at him. Jason Squoop does? Yeah. I was not aware that Jason Squoop was of wife and daughter age. Yeah, Jason Squimbo Mm. can get it. I (laughs) would... I was picturing sort of a Tom Sawyer situation. Nah. Now, this is an adult man who cleans cisterns. <laughs> okay. That's on me for not <laughs> questioning yeah. that. Yeah, you should know better. Uh, something funny is happening, he said. And they answered, and you are it. You're the funny thing happening. And they all laughed just, at him again with ticklish Just a laughter. fun call and response at the end of the day. Yeah, something funny is happening, and you're it. <laughs> I don't get no respect. It's my favorite bit from Raymond. If we don't mention Raymond no every like ten episodes, this podcast explodes. <laughs> I think it's I think he just ceases to exist. And he's been through a lot for we, us. we are we are Raymond's final three Tinkerbells. <laughs> Desperately trying to keep him alive. Everybody clap for Raymond. A clap to show you believe in Raymond. <laughs> um, so his family showed him that his hat was popcorn, his mittens were popcorn, and his shoes were popcorn. Carmen? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Yes? Carmen? Tyler? What is the title of this fucking story? It's uh, the story of Jason Squiff. Mm-hmm. And why he had a Stop. popcorn hat, popcorn mittens, and popcorn shoes. What's that word? Pop- popcorn? No, before that. Why? Yes. <laughs> I don't know We've you... missed that bit. <laughs> I mean, the story's not over, Tyler. It's not over, but I definitely don't like it. 
You see, Jason Squiff didn't know that the wincher in his vest pocket was saying, You have a letter Q in your name. Yeah. And because you have the pleasure and happiness of having a Q in your name. What the fuck? You must have a popcorn hat, popcorn mittens, and popcorn <laughs> shoes. I'm going to bite my microphone. In <laughs> <laughs> impotent rage. I'm uncomfortable. There's, there's nothing here for me to hurt, so I have to... Do- <laughs> I have to do something to my microphone. <laughs> Look, you wanted to know why? And Still do! Been... <laughs> you had just been patient for a sentence. Still would, have... would love to. You would have known that it's because he has a Q in his name. I you idiot! See? I love mysteries that answer questions with more questions. <laughs> Truly my favorite thing. They're so delectable. <laughs> so the next morning, he put on another hat and another pair of mittens and another pair of shoes, and they all changed to popcorn. Yeah. What? What? They all changed to popcorn? Yeah, now yeah, they're what all does popcorn. That... What does that mean? Uh, do you want the illustration that came with this? Yes, desperately. Right. Yeah, I'd like an illustration, thank you. Is it like a like they're glued together, or is it just like one big popcorn that is a hat and then a shoe there you go. and a mitten? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this illustration comes with a subtitle. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> you know how they, they like to label their illustrations? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so for the listeners, let me paint a picture. Um, we can also put this on the Discord afterwards, but I'm going to do such a good job, you won't need me to. Um, Jason Squiff, <laughs> the titular, um, is making the same face that I'm making right now, frankly, um, which is <laughs> consternation. Um, because on his head is popcorn. And on his hands, our popcorn. And on his feet, our popcorn. And the uh, caption for this picture is, his hat was popcorn, his mittens popcorn, and his shoes popcorn. Yeah. The problem... The problem that I'm having is that... Is is that identifiably popcorn by the picture? It could be cauliflower. Or is it cauliflower... Or wet rice, or very rough wool, or some oh. kind of like fungal growth. Because <laughs> all of these are possible. If you showed me this image without the caption, I don't know that I would land on popcorn. I mean, that's why uh, the captions are so important for these images. Because if you put captions on your illustrations, you could pay an illustrator a lot less money. Um, as with the Q situation uh-huh. the the letter q yep. um this picture just raises more questions than answers because they made no mention of his hair being spaghetti <laughs> but it's greenish and yellowish i mean this is a black and white photo so you can't tell but right also there's a lot wrong with his clothing like i don't know what the uh-huh. stuff is on his apron there he does not appear to be it's, financially it's well off. gunk yeah. Uh, and he's got a, a shovel, I guess, that has also cistern gunk. This, this is... I don't know who this girl is. Yeah, or old woman? <laughs> I think she's a child, given her height and her pigtails. Probably daughter? He is, and squishy he is simply cheeks. dressed and carrying just coagulus from the sewers. <laughs> I do like his character design, though. Like, I like a lot of the shapes going on. He really tied off those pants. He did. I bet 
I bet that hair gets absolutely filthy. That's <laughs> getting some good old movie butter on it. Movie butter? That like popcorn oil that they call butter. Mm. Yeah. So he then tried on all of his hats and his mittens and his shoes. He can't be that poorly off if he's got a, like a lot of these things. One I for mean, every day of the week. Mittens, mittens you can make. Like, his wife might be just making mittens by the fire every night. But shoes are expensive. Especially in folklore times. Even in the 1920s folklore times. Anyway, everything he tried on changed to popcorn. So he went to the stores and he bought new hat, shoes, and mittens. And as soon as he put them on, they changed to popcorn. So he decided to just go to work and deal with the popcorn fashions. I mean, this could be a good grift. A lucrative grift. Yeah, if he could, like, if he could set up a little booth, sell him some kettle corn hats. No, I'm saying that he should go into the store and threaten to turn all their shit into popcorn unless they give him all their money. Oh, you're top. Yeah, crime. Cool. Yeah, of course. Of course, crime. <clears throat> yeah, I suppose hats, mittens, and shoes are all much more valuable than popcorn in the end. <laughs> So he decides to go to work and deal with the popcorn fashions. The people of the village of Cream Puffs enjoyed watching him walk to the street. I'm going to bite my microphone a second time. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's wrong with that village name? Nothing is wrong with that village name. Just one once more? The people of the village of Cream Puffs. Village of Cream Puffs. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Are they all just like weak nerds and that's what everyone else calls them? <laughs> Are they all weak nerds? <laughs> yes. That's the village of cream puffs down there. They don't even live. Is that the fairy tale version of like village of snowflakes? Yes. <laughs> okay. <sighs> well, they enjoyed watching him walk down the street going to clean cisterns. People who were five and six. It sounds like fucking everyone does. Yeah, everyone likes to watch this man clean cisterns. No one else works. <laughs> They're just fascinated by this one guy who's obsessed with the cleanliness of cisterns. People five and six blocks away could see him moving around in his popcorn hat and mittens and shoes. Great. When he was down in a cistern, children loved looking down to see him work, because when none of the slush and mud fell on him, he was easy to find. I'm going to bite my microphone a third and final time. Because this podcast will end. Because the light of the shining popcorn lit up the whole inside of the cistern. (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) Sometimes, of course, the white popcorn got full of bat black slush and black mud and when he walked home he was not quite so dazzling to look at it was a funny winter for jason squiff it's a crime a dirty crime i can't ever be alone with my thoughts everyone is looking at me even paul bearers laugh at my popcorn hat and if i meet people going to a wedding they throw all the rice at me like i'm the bride and groom in one person also horses food Huh? Yeah, just open up. Yum a dumb. Yeah. Sick of popcorn, eat some rice. Also, horses try to eat my hat, and three hats have gone to the horses this winter, and chickens will eat my mittens if I accidentally drop one. Let them. Then Jason Squiff began to change. Jeez. I keep th- I keep thinking that you're saying Jason Spliff. No, nah, it's Squiff. <laughs> that Q is really important, because the Q is why he has a popcorn hat. Popcorn Lest mittens. we forget. Corn shoes. It, it is important, and I I fully recognize this. It's 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 crucial. It, so anyone with a Q, if they have this thing in their possession and they have a Q in their name, their accessories become popcorn. Why? Uh, I just told you they have a Q in their name, Gordy. Jeez, listen. Why, please. <laughs> Look, Why they are have these the, the activation? What's the what's the phrase there? Um, the disposition. No, the pleasure and happiness of having a Q in their name, and therefore, 
their hat and mittens and shoes must be popcorn. That is all well and good. Um, I guess we can get to this come discussion time. But I have other questions. So Jason Swift began to change. He became proud. I assume Carl Sandburg read somewhere that your protagonist typically goes through some sort of change in a story. Mm-hmm. And he took that literally. Yeah, it just like... All right, he's upset about this. <laughs> All right, I've written enough. It's time to change the character. <laughs> now he's proud. Yeah. Proud. Does that mean Does that mean he has an erection? <laughs> what are we talking about? Gordy, it doesn't not mean it. <laughs> it doesn't could be could mean truly anything, I guess. Well, I always wanted a white beautiful hat and white beautiful mittens and white beautiful shoes and this counts, I guess. He said, elastic band stretching on his pants. Yep. And the boys yelled, snowman, yaddy daddy da, snowman. And he just waved his hand proudly at them. Like, yeah, that's right. What is is going on here? (laughs) They all watch for me, he told himself. I am distinguished, am I not? I hate this. (laughs) I know, I know we've read some, some stinkers. I I hate this one. We've never read a squiffer before. <laughs> I've never I've never had one. Well, you two, I have this man's name. <laughs> I have I have up a list of other titles from Rutabaga Tales, which I can read to you after this. Okay. He put his right hand into his left hand and shook hands with himself, and said, "You certainly look fixed up." You know how yeah. You, you know how you shake hands with yourself when you're like trying to get out of a funk. Yeah. Yep. I guess. And your hands I are really both don't... Pop- covered in popcorn when you do this. I really don't know. I think you could you could say anything with that phrasing, and I would probably just agree to it. <laughs> just to get this over with. Not to get it over with, just because I feel discombobulated. I just don't. I just don't know. Do you do that? I, I guess maybe. <laughs> Who does anything anymore? Yeah. Why? Um, why would I do any any anything in the world? So one day he decided to chuck his vest, the one that had the gold buckskin windsure with the power that gave a man with a Q in his name popcorn accessories. Um. So he, like, changed all his hats and shoes and stuff, but he's just been wearing this one vest all, all, it's not been washed or anything, it's just been on him. He'd forgotten about the winter, and he gave the vest to a ragman, and the ragman put it in his bag and walked away. Now Jason Squiff was just like any other people. His hats never changed to popcorn, his mittens never changed to popcorn, and his shoes never changed to popcorn. And when anyone looked down at him in a cistern or saw him walking down the street, they knew him by his greenish-yellowish hair, which was always full of bright lights. So, the lesson. A vital lesson for all of us to take to heart. Oh. If you have a Q in your name, be careful if you ever come across a gold buckskin wincher. Because the thing you have to remember is that different winchers have different power. <laughs> the end. How dare this fucking story <laughs> try to give me a lesson at the end? <laughs> Carmen, can you give me the publication date again? 1922. 1922. <clears throat> so we can definitively mark... When we ran out of morals, <laughs> as a as a society, at least in America, because this is an like American we, tale, we we have covered them all at that point. Yeah, nineteen twenty two. We just we ran out of steam, and there was the, nothing left to say. The final moral to a story mm. had like we we checked the list, and good on him, Carl said, "I'll do the I'll do the Q one." I'll do the Q in the name one. So, Tyler. No. Following your tangent 
I did miss by one. This is the second, not the third, but the second in a series within the about, Rutabaga Tales. About Jason Squiff? About the gold buckskin winter. The gold, the, please. Alright, so I'm looking at uh, wikisource.org. The Rutabaga stories, which is just yeah. like the, I, I can, I've got them all. Um, they you do keep threatening us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, and it is a threat because I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tell you what the contents of this table of contents are because they are split into groupings of stories. Mm. <laughs> this one is the second of a grouping of stories called Three Stories About the Gold Buckskin Wincher." <laughs> no. Now, no. if I had been educated properly by Tyler before this, instead of this I one, don't... the second in the series, I would have picked up the third one in the series, which is the story of what Rags Habakkuk, the two blue rats, and the circus man who came with spot cash money. No. <laughs> no. What is going on? How is there a trilogy about a wincher? I, I, well, uh, did you listen, Tyler? What? I heard the moral. Remember, this winter has a very specific role. Different winchers have different powers. Look, I don't know. It's the, the same wincher. <laughs> I feel incredibly unmoored. What is, what's a wincher? What's we the moral? We don't know, Gordy. <laughs> we have no idea. What's, what's, what's hap- happening to me and others? Um, I, I try to hold it in my hands and it just faces <laughs> through them like sand. Yeah, just slip it through my fingers. It's not going to get better. Um, so I'm just going to kind of like give you some some highlights of rutabaga I don't stories. Want it, I don't want it to get better. I want it to be over. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening either. Um, yeah, this went through five printings in 1922 between October and December. Like, this sold out and, and got a fifth printing. Mm-hmm. It was printed in the U.S. by the Quinn and Bowden Company, so they're they're to blame. And it is ultimately. I am assuming this is a dedication, because it just says to Spink and Skabooch at no. the end of all that. No. No. I'm not going to read what? you all the titles of the stories, but I'm going to read you what the categories are. Yeah. The first category. Is three stories about the finding of the zigzag railroad, the pigs with bibs on, the circus clown ovens, the village of liver and onions, the village of cream puffs. That's one? That's the first category. Category? It only it's, has three stories it's, in it. It's three stories about finding all of those things? Yeah. Those uh, things are in all three stories? I assume. I haven't, again, I haven't well, read Well, cream puffs yet. was in this story. Yeah. Uh, the, this is like an MCU. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, next category is, is the five stories about the potato face blind man. Of course. Then we get the three stories about the gold buckskin wincher, of which we've heard one. Then we get the four stories about the deep doom of dark doorways. Okay, that sounds pretty good, actually. Then three stories about three ways the wind went winding. We do love our uh, alliteration. Four stories about dear, dear eyes. One story, mm-hmm. only the fireborn understand blue. And the story itself is actually entitled Sand Flat Shadows. So, um, I'm not sure. What? There, what? There's a category for one story and it's not titular? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I gotta tell you something. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to this and I keep just touching my face. To make sure that I'm still here. And then, finally, two stories about corn fairies, blue foxes, flong boos, and happenings that happened in the United States and Canada. Thank you to all our Patreon donators. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Carbon, read the list. We're we're good. Do you don't want to discuss the story? We did. We're good. That what? Did we not just do that? Well, I was just telling you about rutabaga tales. I thought that was the discussion. I genuinely <laughs> thought that was the discussion, but I don't. I also just don't know where I am. 
<laughs> did you have something that you want? You said something about wanting to talk about in discussion. Why? But why would I know what that is now? <laughs> it's very how, presumptuous. And how, could, how could I know what thought I had mere a decade ago, minute, minutes or eons ago when it was? I don't know. Something about the what's the thing that you hold? The winter. Yeah. What? It, what is it? We don't know, Gordy. <laughs> do you know? Do you I can't scene? help you. No, do you know the scene in movies where, like, the gang or the mob or the ba- the bad guys, like, catch uh, somebody and they're like, we, like, you gotta, you better tell us what you know. Yeah, I love that scene. Or we're, or we're gonna do, we're gonna do this to you. And they're like, no, I don't know anything. And they're like, all right, we're, we're, we're gonna do it. We're gonna drill your eyelids, <laughs> nail them to your feet or whatever it is. If they did that to me about this story, if they needed to know about this, I don't know what I could give them. That would save my life. Well, thank you, Kid My Chaos. <laughs> yeah, gun to my head, if you asked me what is a gold bloppy wincher, I would say it's been a good run. <laughs> is there a wincher for every letter? I Maybe. If you have a P in your name. Then all and your you, and you, you have all your p- clothes turn turn into quapcorn, <laughs> and you have the p the p wincher. Uh, what does that do to you or for you? I, I think Tyler just answered it. It turns you into quapcorn. Yeah. The game. Yes. Mm. And also corn spelled with a q u. Okay. Yeah, you oh, tur- you turn mind. into the the band corn. You turned into the, the lead singer for Corn. Um, Carl Sandberg versus Don Hua. Who do you hate more? Who hurts you the greatest? This who man. Hurts you? It could just be Stockholm because of how long we've spent with her. But I am ride or die for Don Hua now. <laughs> Especially compared to this. I, <laughs> I bow my head at her altar and I ask her her bidding. All right, so thanks again, Kid My Chaos, um, because now a new portal has opened to me for tormenting these two with so much, so much in it, because this was just one book he did. Um, Thank you to all of our patrons for- This was like three pages of one book he did. (laughs) Yeah, this was supposed to be a short one. Yeah, there's other shit, right? Yeah. Did we talk about this? how there's more or did or is that private no i I, I gave you the the titles of the other parts of the book no yeah we did it i don't think i like that it happened you got your lesson you got your story you got extra bonus titles you're you're all set for today the edit of this episode might be just a minute long just so that none of this has to escape It might, it might be sixty seconds of just static and the sound of an old refrigerator humming. <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone for listening to the show, tweeting about it. Uh, if you want to torment your friends, this is the episode to do it with. I feel. Uh, thank you to all of our patrons for sponsoring the show, uh, for chatting with us and having good times over in the uh, Patreon Discord server. Feel free to join us there. It's just a dollar a month to talk with us whenever you feel like it. Um, thank you to our top tier patrons, Pangea, Lucky, Lunon, Maxwell, Queen Savage, Marching on the Castle, Trickery Treats, Mrs. the WT Folklore Anthology, Erius, uh, Midori, Baby Grandma, Becca, Lobster No Longer, Kelly, The New and Improved Haley, It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Super... No, wait, no, it's just a plane. Awkward, Project Birdfall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto Popping On Off with a Bang, Caitlin, Danielle, Friendly Reminder to Drink Some Water, It's Important to Stay Hydrated, Olwen, I Swear to God This Is Not an ARG, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Nathan the Scott, Alex, Millipedish, Dave in the Wind, All We Are is Dave in the Wind, Maya, Grey, Goetic Prince of the Arcane, High List as Wimbus, Lord of the Horizon, Keeper of the Way, the Flail of Mercy, the Highborn One, the Never Dying King, a dubious little creature, 
Haley Prime, the original B. Haley you know and love since 2018. Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the war between Haley's. <laughs> um, A new story arc begins. <laughs> thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Where was the folklore? This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.